Welcome to the Mind Body Business Podcast. Have you ever considered your superpower? If you had one gift to leave with humanity, what would that be? We believe that everyone possesses a superpower. This is your value proposition, your je ne sais quoi to help make a tangible difference in the world. Each week, our show explores these superpowers with tantalizing thought seeds germinating only from the power of collective thought. We invite you to join us for one hour each week and listen in as we dispense superpower knowledge from great people doing greater things. One, good morning. Welcome to Mind Body Business. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. We haven't done a podcast in a couple of weeks. We haven't. We're doing a couple today. I know. So this morning we have Stephanie Stavola on, and you and I both know her well, but we wanted to introduce her to our audience. She is a corporate CEO. She's a mom boss, and she is one of the highly successful and leading women in the doTERRA essential oil business, which you and I have had a massive amount of exposure to over the last year Mm -hmm. and we wanted to bring her on today to have a conversation around success failure and how as business owners and ceos entrepreneurs we can find reasons for success which is self-care investing in yourself putting the time and energy into grow your business grow your brand or excuses for why you don't and we both have experience with both of those Mm -hmm. So I'm going to introduce Stephanie. Stephanie, how are you doing? Thank you for joining us today. How are you? Thanks for having me. Excited to be here. So you left, I'm just going to kind of jump straight into it. You left the corporate world uh, roughly in 2009. You had a highly successful career up until that point, uh, doing a lot of fantastic things. I believe you were in the hospitality business. And then you decided to leave in 2009 to, in your words, pursue a, a a life of your dreams, sort of a life that you designed. I'm curious because a lot of people always have these aspirations of jumping into the entrepreneurial world. I have several friends who have been, who, who are highly successful in the commercial world, corporate world, and are always telling me, oh, you live the life, you know, you have the life, you work one day a week, yada, yada. And I'm like, dude, you have no idea what corporate world is versus entrepreneurial world. You wear one hat every single day from nine to five. I wear 26 hats from 6 a.m. until 10 p.m. at night every single day. So a lot of people just kind of dream about living the life that you, they can design themselves for success. How, how and why did you leave, we'll just call it what it was, a cushy corporate world making a boatload of cash to just start from scratch on your own? What was the sort of the impetus and catalyst for that? The main reason that I knew it was time to go is because I just followed where my intuition was leading. And it was just that I could not handle doing what I was doing every day for the rest of my life. Even though I had all the success that the world tells you to go after and to climb that corporate ladder, I think I had to go through that and come to the point where I realized that's not, that wasn't actually, that was my dream that I thought I wanted to achieve. And once I got there, I was like, this is it. I just wasn't feeling fulfilled. And in my heart, I realized that I wasn't really, I was meant for more. And I I wasn't staying true to the gifts and talents that God had given me. Like I I knew deep down that um, as much as I had this great experience 
that there was something else. And I wasn't quite sure what that was. I just looked into my future and I thought like, I cannot do this for the rest of my life. And I really battled that for a good year and a half until I finally got the courage to just resign. Okay. That's really interesting to me because I think all of us go through that situation where we do what we think we are supposed to be doing. We check all those boxes and we get to where we are. And then we get there and we're like, Hmm, not what I thought I'd be doing for the rest of my life, but most people just stay there and endure. So, you know, there's a differentiation between different people and different thought processes of what you can handle for the rest of your life and what you you feel you need to step out of? Yeah, we hear that a lot from a lot of highly successful people that we've had on here. Um, and I say successful, I, I don't mean that just financially. We, we've had some really amazing people that are doing some fantastic things because they're following what they think is their true calling. But one of the things we hear is what you just said from every single one of them. I had, I had sort of achieved the pinnacle of what I thought success was supposed to be. But then I was like, this is it. Now what? So I always wonder, and because I'm similar to you in that regard, I always wonder, is it because we're never sated or never happy with, with who we are as individuals that we're constantly looking for more? Or is it truly something more esoteric? We're just not following what we're meant to do. What are your thoughts on that? I think it could be both depending on the person. And for me, I evolved during that time of going through this internal battle. I did a lot of growth in seeking after what was my calling? What was I supposed to be doing? And I had gone through this period that was a very spiritual time of my life as well, because I, for me, when I get to these struggles, internal battles and stressed out or down, I always look up and I've had, you know, I grew in that relationship, that um, internal happiness and joy that I get only from God. And when I stayed true to that, I realized that like, that was a big reason I got the courage to leave. And I realized that like, even though I had all these amazing things and that was a gift from God, I, I was being called to more. Um, and, and it wasn't the end of my journey where I just stayed there. It was, it was part of my journey that I gained these skills and it was meant for really good things, but I was actually going on a, another adventure that was really true to who I was. So for me, it was, um, I think because I was becoming a whole person and, and really seeking after going to these places that I realized like this was a good thing to be growing and evolving and to not stay stuck in fear with, with where I was. But I do think that there are definitely some people out there who constantly seek and search and drive. And it's because they don't have that internal happiness that they keep doing those things and they hit a wall because they never fully surrender for God, you know, to God. So for me, like it was through surrender that I was able to, um, really, and that, that is what keeps me, you know, trying to stay clear on what I'm supposed to, to do, because I don't know what's going to happen in 10 years. I have these dreams and these visions, but things could shift. I mean, I never saw last year coming as did anybody else. Uh, so yeah, I mean, life has these curveballs that they throw at you and, and you really, um, you know, don't really know exactly what's going to happen. And I think 
in my college years, I, I was really good at like planning my life and having things happen and kind of making those things happen. And then when I went through some, some experiences, broken heart, different things that like crushed me, I started to realize in my mid twenties that actually like, I did not have control over things that could happen to me. And I think that that was part of the process of realizing that, that like you could be really good at like making things happen, but you really aren't in control. Um, and so, yeah, so I think it, I think it's a great question. I think it can definitely be both and it depends on the person. And I personally see that in people. I see both sides where they're really just going through this process of like being, staying true to who they are and, and doing what they're called to do. And it's not this like, I'm never happy thing. And then I also have seen there's very successful people who keep pushing and driving, but they're not happy, you know? So it's a good topic. Well, so let's talk about that for one second, if you may, because there, you are in control to some extent. You're not in control of extenuating circumstances, right? Yeah. You, can't, you, you can't control everything, but you can control how you respond to them, right? Absolutely. So I just wanted to clarify that piece. So you were in 2008, probably before 2009, you were probably marinating on this concept of leaving the corporate world and doing the things that you really always wanted to do. But at that time, did you actually know what those things were? You just knew you didn't want to stay stuck in that rat race? Or did you sort of have these visions like, everybody has these lists, right? You and I make these lists of the things that we would like to do. And a lot of those things go unfulfilled. Lisa said to me a couple of days ago, we were, we were trying to sort out our life path and some of the things that we want to accomplish in the next year. And she's like, we have this list of 150 different ideas. How do we decide which of those to actually pursue and which of those make sense? Mm -hmm. So were you making a list up until this point and sort of like, you had these ideas of things you wanted to accomplish, but you just hadn't done them yet. At that point, when I wasn't sure, like what I was actually going to do, that was what had me stuck for so long. So um, my situation, I wanted to be able to pursue the things I was passionate about, but because of my corporate job, it really did not give me that time to put those things first. And so I did not know exactly what I was going to do. I resigned after saving up because I had had a very good paying job. I had money saved up. And so there was that fear of once I clock out of this job, where I was really, you know, trading hours for dollars, there's no dollars coming in. And so I just had the savings, but, and I didn't know exactly what I was going to do. It's not like I as an entrepreneur, you know, starting your own business or kind of going down that path, I just knew I had some time. So I did it smartly. I wasn't just, oh, I'm going to leave my job and I don't have money in the account. Like I, you have to have a plan. I would say like at least for six months of savings to get you through a time where you can really have that freedom to figure it out and to take that step forward. So I knew that it was time to go and that I had to have that courage to actually, I was going to take a leave of absence because I was scared. I had a mortgage. I had a car, uh, a nice, you know, Lexus that I bought. Like I had all, I had created this lifestyle for myself that I had to pay for. And so when I left this high paying corporate job, it was scary to think like, I don't have something else lined up, but I didn't want to work for somebody else necessarily. Like I wanted the freedom to choose what I, what I could do um, at that moment. So yeah, I just, I left 
smartly because I had money there and I always knew like, what is your biggest fear? So if, if something didn't work out and I, you know, had to, um, make money, I knew I could, like, if I got to the point where like money was depleting, like I could go back to bartending. So I, that helped me to realize that that's not what I wanted to do, but I knew that I would make it. Like sometimes our biggest fears hold us back. And my biggest fear was like, what if I can't pay my mortgage? What if I can't pay, you know, for food or whatever those things are? Like, I knew I'd figure that out and I had plenty, you know, of time to do that. So yeah, I, I think you, you do it smartly, but through that, I just didn't know what I was going to do. And I really sought after that. And I think you just have to take action steps. I, I actually was like, okay, I went through this huge, like spiritual transformation. And I was like, I think I should be a missionary. I think that's what I'm supposed to do. Nothing in me wanted to do that, but I just felt like, okay, I guess I leave my corporate job. I leave all this money and I go and just serve other people. And that, that in my head was like, at the time, I'm like, I guess I'm supposed to do that. I actually booked this trip to Africa on a mission and it totally fell through. Like that door just like slammed in my face. And I was like, okay, that wasn't supposed to be what I was doing. And I really didn't want to do it. And so I had these two life coaches in my, at my church. And so I reached out to them during this time and they were, they like spoke over me and they said, what are you passionate about? Do you want to be a missionary? And I said, no, I don't, I don't want to go to Africa either at the time. And they're like, that's not what you're called to do. You need to stay true to who you are. What are the passions in your heart? And I said, well, I love health and wellness and natural health, but my degrees in business and corporate communication. So I don't have any experience there. And they said, you need to go after that passion. And so, I mean, I could spend hours in a natural health and wellness store. And so she said, do you know anybody in working in that field that you could reach out to and see if they're hiring? And I did, there, there was a really good friend of mine who was a chiropractor uh, that was, you know, working at this big wellness center. And so I reached out to him. He's like, we're hiring. We're looking for a community outreach director. So literally the second that I took action, an action step in my passions, every door opened. Like it was like, and that for me was super eye-opening. So to this day, I am a firm believer that if you stay true to who you are and you, and you go after the passions in your heart that I feel like each person has these unique gifts and these passions that were given to them by the creator. I feel if you, if you really go after what's in your heart and you stay true to that, that's where the doors and the magic has always happened for me. Okay. So you are fast forwarding to right now, you are incredibly successful at what you do. You lead a team of mostly women that you inspire them, you lead them, you guide them, you give them education, you give them all the things so that they can step up and, and you know, be successful like you are. Um, and you're inspiring them, you're aspirational. But let's talk about basically what you would define success as right now, because you've been through, you know, different stages throughout your life. So right now, positioning yourself where you are, what would you say is a successful life right now? Great question. Successful life to me is one that you do have, you're staying true to yourself. You have this fulfillment from the work that you do and you have lifestyle freedom. To me, I think I would definitely, well, I already know I've walked away from a high paying job and not really, you know, taken a job where I was literally just paying bills, but I loved the job. And so success is loving what you're doing 
and having freedom to pursue the things that you love and to work in an area that is like bringing those gifts to life. So making money, you know, you have to get paid for your time. You, you don't want to have that stress where you can't pay your bills. So success, if, if, you, if you love what you do, but you're struggling to make ends meet, that's not success either. I don't think it, success isn't just like you have to make a gazillion dollars doing what you're doing and you have to keep climbing that ladder because then that's all about self and ego and, and just that constant drive. You know, it's, it's more about like, where is that flow state where you can do what you love, not ha have that financial freedom, have the lifestyle freedom, you know? And, and for me, I mean, that's why I love residual income, you know, and, and building that because it has allowed me to raise the income in my family and pop out babies and, and have that time with them and spend time with them. So, um, that's, that's huge. Like success to me is, is having the ability to be a mom and spend time with your babies, but also have work that you do that's fulfilling you so that my entire world is not centered around my kids. They are hugely what I focus on, but it's not the only thing. Like my happiness is not just based on my kids because when they eventually go off independently, I want to make sure that I don't lose myself and I still have, um, those things that I'm doing, you know, that I haven't lost my, and I see a lot, this happened a lot with women that, um, sometimes they always say, I feel like I'm, I've lost myself with my kids. You know, we love our kids so much, but I think just making them like basically our gods and like everything caters to them. That's, that can be dangerous, you know? So for me, I think just success in general is, um, having that fulfillment as a person, an individual, and that makes me a better mom. And it makes me a better or wife when I'm pursuing those things that I love. You said something that kind of cracked me up. I was sitting at, a, at my daughter's soccer game about a year ago. And um, there was a parent that came up to me and started talking to me. And, and he was like, man, I live for Saturday morning soccer. It's like, like, it's it. Like, I have nothing else all week long. I just live for Saturday soccer. And I'm like, dude, you need to get a life because for real, you're, you're, this is 12 year old girls soccer. You yes. need to probably, you probably need to step outside that space for a minute and actually do something. You said yeah. a few, you said something a few minutes ago um, that caught my attention. You said you sort of knew when the end was up and we're talking about your corporate world. Yeah. And, and I had, again, I had very similarities to your, your pathway in my life. So I, I, it resonates with me, your story. My first question is, what did that feel like to you when you said you knew it was up? And then there's a second part of that question I'd like you to answer after you say, you, what did it feel like? There's a huge difference between those who do and those who don't. And there's a bazillion people all across the planet who sort of have these same aspirations. I wish I could do that. I wish I could own that. I wish I could have that. I wish I could be my own boss. And I always say, well, why aren't you? Why haven't you? And, but some people truly aren't cut out for that world. Like some people are just meant to be worker bees. I, I'm not trying there's, to denigrate. No, there's nothing wrong with not that. not trying to denigrate that. We all have a purpose Correct. in place. And, 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 and some people are just meant to be leaders. That's just, that's just the lot of genetics, in my opinion. That's just the human population. And, and, and again, that's not denigrating that. Everybody yeah. has a purpose. But what's the difference between those who do and those who don't after you feel like, after you had that feeling it's time to try something else. What was the difference between those two? Can I just interrupt before she answers Always. that too? <laughs> because we're talking anyway, so about, because we're talking about, you know, the difference between, you know, 
reasons for success and excuses not to have the success. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. again, this this last year that that we've just been through and everything, a lot of people have found excuses. Well, I can't do my business in the same way because of COVID. I'm just going to wait for this to pass and I'm not able to do this and or I don't have time or I don't have the finances or there's just so many excuses. And I know for a fact that Stephanie has had a change in, in her business, the way that you, you know, interacting with people face to face, like that's, she's so magnetic in that and not able to do that, but that's not slowed you down. And, and that's, there's a difference there. I like how you circled that back around. Well done. <laughs> it's all about Stephanie. No, 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 <laughs> no I meant right. how you circled it back to the theme of what we wanted to talk about because that's where I was headed with it. Okay, I like. We'll that. take it away. No, 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 because her, no, no, away. because that's why that's why we want to talk to Stephanie too yeah, exactly. because she's very successful at what she does, but not without problems and having to reassess and divert to a different way to get mm -hmm. that strategy and to be able to still, you know, reach her clients and bring on new clients and increase her business and all of that. You, yeah. you can sit back and say, oh, I can't do it because, you know, I've got to wait for life to change. Or you can just forge ahead and, and figure out a pathway. Yeah. So what, so what did that feel like? Yeah, for me, I mean, it was scary. But also, I knew that, it, I mean, it was exciting at the same time. So wait, go, go back before that. We, we just asked you 10 questions. So you had a feeling again, and I'm sure it was, a, it wasn't, you didn't just wake up one morning and say, Hey, I'm just going to throw my six figures away or my seven figures away and start my own business. There was probably a growing budding feeling. And I'm asking if you know what that felt like now, looking back in retrospect, like, was it a, was it a gut feeling? Like I can't do this anymore. I need to try something else type of thing. Because you said it was like intuition yeah. as well. Yeah. So it was that feeling of being stuck, which I know a ton of people experience it, you know, in their corporate positions. And I went through that for a year and a half, like an internal battle and feeling some guilt. Like, well, look what I have, you know, this is something that I should be so thankful for. And I was thankful for it, but I also was like, I, I just knew that there's something else I was supposed to do, but I wasn't clear on exactly what that was. So I was almost like waiting, like we want the sky to open and be like, Stephanie, you're going to do this. And this, you know, it's like, that's not how it works. And that's definitely not how it works with faith. And so, um, struggling with that when, when I finally actually knew and I got the guts and I was like, okay, because I was going to do a leave of absence. Like, let me just take a couple months, you know, until I, and so it was just this holding on this holding on, um, because it was fear. And I think the difference is there's people that let fear, fear will always keep you stuck. And some people just will, will stay in fear. And I think it's those that conquer and push through that fear. It's not like it's not there, but it's just, I had faith knowing that I was going to be okay. And I also just, I got to the point where literally, like I kind of waited too long, I think, because um, when I, I actually did a mission trip to Haiti during my corporate job, and it was 10 days in Haiti, which I'd never been out of the country. It was very sheltered. So I was mind blown and it was ridiculous. Like I've never been so scared in my life during that time. It was an amazing trip, but it was freaking scary during a time of turmoil. This is before the earthquake, but um, it was actually during that trip where <laughs> I could think clearly and I was super in tune spiritually. And I remember at one point, it was probably day seven. I remember this voice um, said, you're going to go home and resign. You're, you're resigning. And I was like, yep. And like, 
I just knew it. So for me, like I, I had like an extreme, like leave your job. And so I did that. I, rather than I, I went, went in and even when I got back, I was like, maybe I should just do leave the absence. But I went into my boss's room and I said, I'm going to resign. This is what I know I need to do. And I've never looked back. So it was scary. I didn't know what I was going to do, but I also was like, I got to the point where I just knew that I knew that I knew. And even to this day, when I've adjusted on as an entrepreneur, I did work for a doctor, but I had freedom and I was making like no money. And I, I worked for him for like three years and I loved it. And I, this is how I learned natural health and wellness. But then I got to a point and I followed that um, part of me where I was like, okay, like it's time, you know? So like my journey has evolved and it wasn't until, you know, I started doing doTERRA seven years ago. So like that did not happen. You know, doTERRA didn't come into my life until like five out, five years after I left my corporate job. But it was so much experience, so, so much experience that I got as an entrepreneur that led me to use doTERRA as a vehicle to have incredible success and to have this platform where I can lead women and really help other people to achieve their dreams as well. You said, um, you said that success is sort of loving what you do. It's the freedom to have the opportunities to explore, right? And it's funny, it all goes back to that same option that you talked about, you know, some people don't move forward or don't pursue their dreams because of fear. And it always comes down to that response, right? How do you respond to those extenuating circumstances that, are, that you're presented with, doesn't it? It's always about that choice. How do you respond? Well, even what she was saying, like, I think all of us have had that, I don't want to say life-changing moment, but you're, 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 <laughs> I remember being on a mountaintop literally on a mountaintop trying to figure out no water didn't know how I was going to get down and you're like you're praying to whoever's going to listen that if I, I'm going to do this if I get down you know I'm going to do this I'm going to change my life do this this and this I haven't told you this before <laughs> and then you get down and you get that water and you're fine and you just go on your merry way and you don't make those changes I think a lot of us have come to that position where we've like oh we're going to do this we're going to do this and when push comes to shove and fear comes back in we don't make that change. It's a good point. It's funny how often I, I, I would suspect every human has that inner voice and whether it comes from God, as you say, or it comes from your internal God, everybody has these voices that tell us a higher meaning, a higher sense of everything. But a lot of times we don't listen to it, right? Absolutely. Because sometimes it's not convenient. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it can still be scary. to step out and that takes a level of faith and like knowing, how do you know you're going to be okay? Um, and I, I don't know how to explain that to, to people because, you know, you, you do something new and you break free from what you're currently feeling stuck in, but you don't, we like to have everything laid out for us. Like, this is where you're going to go, this is what you're going to do. So fear, fear will tell you, you know, that's not going to work out and your mindset will tell you that too. So I, I think <clears throat> that's a big thing is people may not have the mindset of success and a positive mindset will take you so far. You know, it depends on who you've had speaking over you your entire life. That will make a huge difference. You know, have you had people telling you that you can do anything that, you know, you put your, your mind, you know, to whatever it is that you can focus on that's good, that will, um, you know, just having that success mindset. I think that some people, they haven't had that type of like coaching, even from their parents or 
around their friends. They could be around critical people that are constantly like making them feel not good enough. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's another thing too. It's just, I had a strong support system and um, people that were kind of speaking over me during that time where I knew that I was going to have truth, um, you know, and, and not like have a, a lot of just negativity. I've, I've never liked to be around negativity. So that is a huge thing. Like if you're hanging out with people that are negative and not doing anything, like you're going to be that type of person. And I think in the corporate world, I was around a lot of successful people too. And that also, I always, in that corporate setting in sales, there was like the top 10%. And then there's the ones that hung out in the lunchroom and they would, you know, bitch and complain about the tours or the people coming through and, you know, just make, I couldn't even barely take it. So I never hung out in the lunchroom. I would like go to Mahogany Row where all like the top 10 in the company were out of hundreds of reps. And I'm like, let me just get around them. And after hanging out with them and training and listening to them, I became one of them, <laughs> you know? So that's kind of, I think too, like look at your surroundings because if you're having trouble, like doing anything in life, like who's, who's in, who's close to you and how do they talk to you and who's speaking over you? Like, what are you putting into your mind? You know? And so for me, like hanging out with successful people and then also like being involved, I got really involved in an amazing, like spirit filled church, like not a dead church, like religion. No, like just spirit filled, like awesome people that were like, that had the love of God in them. Let's go and back for us. Let's go back yeah. for a second to the the mag. What do you call it? Mahogany Row. Yeah. How how important is it? And I heard Alan. Are you familiar with Alan Watts? He's a English philosopher. I think he died in the eighties. But he was talking about this very topic and and how important it is that you surround yourself with quality individuals. Whether we you hear us talk about it, your tribe, right? Yeah. How how important is it to surround yourself with quality people? Because in his in his lecture, I was listening to, he was talking about everything in life is, is observational. It, it, it exists because we observe it. And the same way by surrounding yourself with people who are negative, who, who aren't spiritual, who are not motivated to grow, who are not evolving as humans, who are not looking to become better every single day at what they're doing. And you have the exact antithesis of that. If you surround yourself with those people who are sort of sucks, vampire energy vampires who are pulling you down, his point was is that through the power of observation, because you're observing this, whether you know it or not, it's unconscious, right? You just sort of start to become that as well. And, and the same way that you become that, you can also become something else. So yeah. what are your thoughts on that? Because it's one of the best explanations I've ever heard. And there's a uh, scripture in the Bible that says, bad company corrupts good character. And that's, yeah. been, and that's you know, Buddha's written something similar to that. And Lao Tzu's written something like that. And so I think for me, I never really understood that. I understood it in terms of the lingui linguistics around it, but I never really understood it from the philosophical esoteric perspective. I was like, you literally, because if you're doing something over and over and over, you sort of start to become replication prone around that. Yes, right? that's how you duplicate. It's the bad company corrupts good character. The opposite is true as well. Um, yeah, a hundred percent for, if you have people in your life that are successful, that, you look at how they're living their life and that's what you want to create. And you really like love the, you know, the freedom they have. Like you think about, okay, this person's super successful, but they work 
90 hours a week or whatever, like, no thanks. But then you see people who are successful, but love what they do. And they, they, they make you feel loved when you're around them or just heard or like they're looking at you and they talk to you and they don't just get, they're not just on to the next thing, self-absorbed, right? Like you think about these people and you're like, that's what I aspire to be. Then you hang out, you find those people in your life that lift you up because if you're constantly, there are people that are just like always, they like to help, but like they, they want to be around. It makes them feel better to be around people that like need their help because then they feel better about themselves. And so always look at that. Like, are you that type of person where you're constantly hanging out with your friends that are just like needy and like, you know, they give you all that attention, but they're just sucking energy from you. But it kind of in a way makes you feel good because they look at you as like, you're helping them, but who's helping you? Because if you're constantly having people pull you, they're going to just pull you down to their level. So you can help people and be a blessing to them, but you have to have people that are pulling you up as well, because you're just going to continue to go down. You're not going to go anywhere. Um, so yeah, I, I think this is like a vital uh, key in being successful is looking at who are, who are your mentors? Who are people speaking over you? And how can you start to, and sometimes you just have to change your crowd yeah. um, so that you're, you know, same thing. If you're trying to get more spiritual, do you have any spiritual friends? If you don't, Good luck. I mean, you can try to do this on your own, but it's totally different when you start to hang out with people. You know, I, I want to get more into gardening this year. I had a gardener, a local farmer. She came and she did a consult with me yesterday. And I told her, I was like, I need accountability. That's not going to happen until I start to bring people into my life who are cultivating their gardens and who, who are people that I respect and think is to think about what you want to create. And then how do you get around people that can help you in those areas? Because it's, yeah, you, you need that coaching and, and that's what duplication is all about. So I, I want to, I want people to leave my presence and be like, Oh, I feel good. Like I feel lighter. I don't want to suck energy from people, you know, and, and we're all capable of doing that sometimes. So I'm always trying to get better where I can and like help people feel lifted, you know, and loved after they hang out with me. Well, I think what you're saying too, like that whole power of, of being magnetic, um, attracting people, then it multiplies as well. And I think that may be part of your business model for your success as well. Like, honestly, part of your, your business is educating people, bringing them up your lifestyle. Like this is how I'm living. It magnet magnetizes and attracts people to you. And that's like the perfect business model because you're living what you're preaching. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What's, what's the difference though, between longing, you, you talked about surrounding yourself with greater people than you. What's the difference between longing for what those people have that you don't and living so that you can ultimately have whatever it is that you want? What's that difference? What's that fine line between the two of those? Action and attitude. You think? I do. I get action. Yeah. A lot of people will do all of the knowledge training and they'll, they'll go to all the masterminds and the events and they'll listen to stuff, but they never take action. It's just like, they're taking it all in and they never actually take action for themselves. So I see that happen a lot, you know, and sometimes it is like that mindset where they, they're attracted to those people, but they, they still are thinking, well, maybe I'm not, um, 
capable of that, or they have those gifts and I don't versus knowing that we are all equal. We're all the same. We're able to develop and learn skills. But I think that when I, when I first started my corporate job years ago, I was the worst. I could not sell anything. I cried every day. And I mean, people felt bad for me. I was like this young blonde girl and like everyone liked me like when I would do my um, tours, but no one bought. And it was just so devastating because I loved what I, I, I wanted to be really good. And I remember one, I mean, it was months. I was the last person in my training class to even sell something. And I ended up being rookie of the year. But that day for me, that change was like, I just got to the end of myself again. And I was like, I either have to go back to bartending or I've got to figure this out. Um, and I remember looking at Roger Berman, who was like number one sales rep. And I like watched him um, go meet one of his tours. And I was like, there's nothing, he's not better than me. I mean, he, I can do it. If he can do it, I can do it. And I remember having that belief. And I realized like, we are all capable of doing great things. And we really are called to do great things. Um, and so I think that is where, once I realized that, and I was like, you know what, I just, and I really just started hanging out. I, I spent a lot of time and effort just learning how to talk like them, um, have that mindset. And then things shifted. I ended up being, you know, rookie of the year. So I think it's like people understanding that we're all capable. We are all equal. We just have to um, not look at other people as like, well, they're better than me. I mean, yeah, they, they have better skill sets and they have more experience, but we're all the same. So that's what I think helped me to, to realize that um, with hard work, you can really, you know, do anything. Okay, so you've left us with uh, a million takeaways, and I just want to kind of go through them. You've you've talked about surrounding yourself with with people that inspire you, that lift you up, positive people, um, self talk. You've talked about mindset. You've talked about coaching, accountability. Am I missing anything? Action. Action. Creating the attitude surrounding for success. Surrounding yourself with good people whether it's a morning routine, whether it's spiritual, whether it's meditation, whatever, creating that routine and that, that habits, those habits. Am I missing anything, anything else so. that you'd like to leave us with? Wait, before she answers that. So if people wanted to find you, they can find you at stephaniestavola.com, right? Yeah. Or if, Instagram. And if people are interested in pursuing a life well lived, like you're doing right now, um, you're involved in an essential oil business, doTERRA, which is highly, has made you highly successful because I've heard you talk about it before. It's a support system that allows you to be your own boss, but at the same time have the structure and support that kind of guides you into that at your own pace, so to speak. Am I missing anything on that? No, I think, I think for her too, it's, it's, it's the business side of it, but it's also like, it's something that she really believes in as well, mm -hmm. making a difference in people's lives. So sorry, back to your question. I just wanted to throw that in there. So she had that plug. Nice. <laughs> You're walking away from, from, from this time and space, right? And you get to leave some wisdom to, to Lisa's question to all the people that have not yet pursued that life that they're looking for. If you had to encapsulate some thoughts for people to get started on living that life, what are those thoughts? Besides contacting you. <laughs> yeah. Get, getting clear in what you want. That's the biggest thing. You need to know what you want. And so often people stay stuck because they don't actually know what they want. So create a vision board. I love to do this. Just think about what, where do you want to be? 
in 10 years? What does it look like? And what is your current situation? So in order to get from point A to point B, you really do have to know where you're going. I, I think that people perish without a vision. And so if you don't have a vision for your future, then where are you going? You're not going to end up anywhere because you don't even know. So I think that is probably step one that I would recommend is always, and then these are things that once you actually achieve what you want, that can shift. I mean, always think about like, what does my life look like now and where am I trying to go? So having a vision, getting clear on what you want. I see a lot of single women, some of my girlfriends that haven't been married yet. And when I ask them like, what is it that you're, um, you know, what do you want? And they're like, well, if it happens, it happens. And I'm like, do you want to get married? Like, you know, so sometimes they're afraid to say that or they don't even know what they want. I'm like, well, how are you going to be clear when somebody comes? Like, do you even want to get married or do you not? You know, so yeah, that's probably like number one is what do you want to create? Know it, getting clear on that. And what does that look like? Because if you don't know where you're going, you don't have a vision for what you want to do in life, then you'll just go with the wind and you, you won't end up anywhere. You tumbleweed. Yeah. I like the vision board idea. We've kind of dabbled in that a little bit. I, I tend to write things down, but I do like the idea of the vision board. I've heard you talk about it a lot. So I think it's something that I've never really done, but I would like to- I have to that. redo mine now too, because I like a lot of the things I put on there, you know, we are playing board games. I had, I used to have like one where we play board games with little kids and we do that all the time now. I'm like, okay, we're doing that. So you know, you, you do want to like relook at that every year and just be like, oh gosh, like that happened. And it's the coolest thing to see. And it just helps you stay um, online with what you're doing. And it helps you make decisions. Like, is this going to get me closer to that? And if it doesn't, then it's such an easy way to be like, nope, no, not sure. Not right now. You know, like you just have to think about like what if you know where you're going, when then all these decisions as an entrepreneur coming at you all the time, you really are clear, like yes or no. So that it helps you make decisions if you know where you want to go. Yeah. It's like your roadmap. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Anything else? No, that was fantastic. Thank you for the conversation. Thank you. This is fine. So people can find you again at Stephanie Stavola. That's with an F, Stephanie stavola.com or on instagram at stephanie stavola and if you're looking to further your life goals or figure out something that you haven't yet explored maybe they can find some inspiration from you awesome yeah for sure i love dming people and cheering you on awesome perfect thanks for your time today stephanie thank you bye have a great bye. day you too